The president has signed a budget agreement that brushes aside the final two years of the Budget Control Act and delays a potential breach of the debt ceiling. But in order to avoid a government shutdown, Congress still needs to agree on the nitty-gritty details of the 2020 appropriations bills. Once they get back from the August recess, they'll only have a few weeks to get it done. For an update on where the appropriations process stands, we talked with Lauren Duggan, the editorial director at Bloomberg Government. This deal was a pretty important piece of legislation to get through, and it gives both the House and the Senate a common set of numbers to work with to write the appropriations bills. But there isn't a single dollar yet that's been appropriated on the discretionary side for the fiscal year that starts September 30th. So there is a lot for the House and the Senate and the administration to do to ensure that there's no shutdown come October 1st when that funding runs out. Um, so the, the one thing that you said about certainty as well is this debt limit question, which was hanging over the heads of a lot of people and forcing action really before they left for the August break, because there was some concern it would be early in September when the debt limit might become a real issue for the Treasury Department. So they've deferred that till well after the next presidential election through July of 2021. But this spending question is going to be top of mind when lawmakers do return um, after the August recess. So I guess there's two big questions hanging out there. One is around the numbers that are that are going to end up in the final appropriations bills. And the second is any policy issues that get added to those appropriations measures. Let's let's start with the numbers. Have we seen anything clear from either the House or the Senate that, that kind of meshes with one another? Or are there likely to be big differences between the two chambers on, on any of the individual measures? So there may be some differences because we do have a Democratic House and we do have a Republican Senate, Um, although in the Senate you need 60 votes to get anything through. So Democrats pretty much have a seat at the table already on that chamber as well. So when it comes to numbers, appropriators have a lot of practice at coming to an agreement between two numbers. The House, just to remember, has passed 10 of its bills and the Appropriations Committee has reported out the other two. Now, those were based on numbers that were set earlier this year and don't reflect the deal that was signed into law by the president on Friday. Mm -hmm. So the House will have to change some of the numbers and mesh with whatever the Senate does. The Senate was still waiting to get their 302B allocations. Those are the total amount that can be spent in each of the 12 bills. Once the Senate Senate committee and the subcommittees get that number, they will begin writing their appropriations bills and they'll maybe even begin working together between the House and the Senate to maybe try and come to some agreement on how much to spend. But that doesn't touch on the second thing you mentioned, which are the policy writers, which could be a sticking point, again, given the Democratic House and some of the things they want to do, in particular on some of the bills like Homeland Security and trying to shape what the administration is doing on the border and with people who are coming across the border. Yeah, that's the prime example that comes to my mind as well, trying to limit any funds in the DHS bill that might be used to, to build a border wall, or even potentially for that matter in the defense bill that, that might go toward that purpose. Have we seen any strong signals from the the, the House Democratic side about how, how, how hard they're willing to push those kinds of issues in the appropriations process? So that remains an open question. Before the House left in the same week that it was passing the spending deal, it was taking up a series of bills trying to put new rules on the administration. Some of the things that didn't get accomplished when the House and Senate um, considered their border supplemental bill back in June and and got that into place. Um, So we may see some pressure from Democrats to, even if it doesn't wind up in a final deal, maybe have another round of votes to give, you know, the House's position on some of these questions around the border and um, including whether or not money can be taken from 
one account and given to DHS to do construction on the wall, which is what we saw after the president declared his emergency earlier this year. Um, one of the things that came out in this deal is part of the handshake agreement that preceded the actual legislation was this agreement not to put poison pills, as it were, into the appropriations bills. Now, interestingly, the law that was signed doesn't have any statement of principles to that effect, but it was sort of the agreement that was made between the top negotiators, primarily Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and um, Stephen Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary. What will be interesting to see is what does that actually mean when it boils down to the legislative language and how far does that agreement extend. Um, we saw a number of conservative groups come out and say, you know, you can vote for this bill because it means that the Hyde Amendment that restricts abortion funding remains in place um, and, and things like that. But we don't know how far that extends when it comes to the border legislation. So we'll be watching that very closely. Well, sure, because as you suggest, one member's poison pill is another member's inviolable principle. Exactly, exactly. So and because half the House thinks it's a poison pill, does that make it a, a poison pill? Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Specifically beyond the border wall issues, any any other major policy, contentious policy matters that might become a part of, of the, the debate over appropriations as we uh, edge towards September 30th? Um, we could see some things about um, trying to restrict the administration. Um, carrying out certain rules. We, we know that Democrats in the Senate and some in the House are looking at some IRS rules around um, the state and local SALT as it's known, the SALT deduction that um, restrictions were put in place there under the 2017 tax bill, could we see language stuck into the bill to try to curtail the administration's um, policy there, kind of reversing the Congressional Review Act um, dynamic we saw play out at the early part of the Trump administration, where Republican House and Senate and President were overturning Obama-era rules. So um, we could see some things around a few regulations like that. That might not be in that poison pill category, but restricting the use of funds to to, to do certain um, activities there. The border will loom large, things around health care. Um, the Affordable Care Act still isn't settled law, obviously, and different members may have different approaches there. But we did see a fairly bipartisan deal earlier this year to fund the government um, after the shutdown ended. The House and Senate did come together on a bill there. So there is a recipe here and a, a playbook for them to follow if they want to have a relatively non-controversial package to, to put together. And then maybe they'll focus on the price tag of some of these um, pieces of legislation, because when you assemble two or three or four of the bills together, the, the amount of money in there does get pretty high pretty quickly. Indeed. All right. Lauren Duggan is editorial director at Bloomberg Government. Thanks, as always, Lauren. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 